My friends, what is up? And welcome back to the Awakened Space podcast. It has been quite an interesting journey throughout this entire year, as I'm sure we all probably have very serious feelings about everything. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm doing well, and uh, I hope you all are too. I suppose I'll go into, you know, my personal life stuff just to talk about things that are going on because uh, it's some good stuff, you know, and uh, I'm excited to share it. So my last episode, I talked about how my uh, my computer basically crapped out on me. The hard drive crashed <laughs> two terabytes worth of files for people that don't know how many uh, like how much space is two terabytes? One terabyte is a thousand gigabytes, and a thousand gigabytes is a lot. <laughs> so, most computers are like built with like 500, I think, something like that, 500 gigabytes. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of space. There were a lot of files on there, and I lost everything. <laughs> so, I love how I'm just laughing saying that. I feel like this whole year has just been just like a massive blindside. <laughs> My brother was saying earlier that he feels like we just got sucked into like a black hole and now we're like upside down. It's it's crazy. Um, but uh, fortunately, I had a warranty on the hard drive. And uh, so I sent that back. I'm going to get a new one. I don't get to keep any of the files on the old one. So... Um, but I think that my issue was that I installed the operating system, Windows 10, onto the SSD, the solid state drive, rather than the, uh, the HDD, the hard disk drive. Um, I realized I just said that backwards. I meant to say that I should have installed it on the SSD, but instead I, stalled, I installed it on the, um, the HDD, so... It's, uh, <laughs> I, I unfortunately lost a lot of files, but it's okay. I still have so much creation to do, which I'm excited for. Um, in this time, there's been a lot of things going on in my life, you know, aside from the fact that we're going through a pandemic and, like, the uncertainty that comes with that and everything, and, um... I, uh, I recently talked to my uncle, which was super interesting, um, because I was talking about different things going on in my life, and he basically concluded to saying that, you know, life is a process, a, uh, a journey of letting go, you know, and learning to let go, and, um, I think there's something very radical to be said about that, because it's a very powerful practice, um, you know, letting go, you know, when you, when you really think about it, which a lot of people don't think about it, a lot of people kind of get stuck in materialism, but, um, you don't get to take any of that stuff with you, you know, you don't get to take anything with you, so it's like, learn to let go is the most important thing here, because if you could do that, you'll find yourself in a very interesting space, and, um, you know, learning to, like, let go of control and, like, not be attached to the outcome is very powerful. It's actually a very peaceful path. Um, 
I've been down the path of experiencing things like anxiety and depression and, uh, you know, like learning to let go of like control of different things really helped me to become much more peaceful. It's, it's important to be able to be in that space of mental peace, mental stillness. Um, see, I've been doing that a lot and I've been feeling a lot more peaceful, which has been super cool. Um, I think that really trying to like ground myself with a practice of like daily letting go. Um, and something else that is very interesting within the spiritual community is, uh, well, cause it deals with, you know, energy and manifestation. Um, when you practice letting go, you know, like, like detaching yourself from the outcome, you actually open yourself up to receiving so much more than you can possibly imagine. And there's a reason for this. You know, when you're in a state of neediness, I know that this is not what I'm going to be talking about in the episode. I just wanted to cover it real quick. When you're in a state of neediness, what happens is that for starters, energy is everything. And if you can really ground yourself with that and understand that you'll change the course of your life, how you experience life and what you'll manifest. Um, so like when you're in the state of like neediness, whether it's, you know, needing to be in a relationship or needing to be with someone or needing money or needing this or needing that, um, the energy that is neediness, that is desire, it actually repels what you want. And it's interesting too, because like really when you, when you just let go, when you, when you let go, when you surrender, um, it's not about giving up. It's not about quitting. It's just about like letting go of the control, you know, the, um, the, the, the way, the how, and you open yourself up to an expansive universe of potentialities, which is absolutely incredible. And so that's something that I think I'm going to actually seriously start implementing moving forward. Um, that's what the Buddha teaches, you know? Um, and it's, it's interesting stuff too, because it's really, you know, attachment is suffering when you're attached to an outcome, when you're attached to a very specific way that something will manifest itself, you know, Whenever it doesn't go that way, there's going to be suffering involved, whether it's small scale or large scale. So that's definitely something to take into consideration. Um, and, you know, in this time, like, you know, I'm, I'm sure that this time is very challenging for a lot of people. So I think that trying to find that balance, trying to find that stillness is hugely important. And, you know, it goes back into like, you know... I, th I feel like for these kinds of scenarios, people need to picture, like, worst-case scenario. And, like, so what if that happened? You know? Um, is it really the worst thing in the world to spend, you know, a few nights to a week out on the streets? You know? What, is, what does that mean? What really is that? Um, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm getting all stoic <laughs> right now. Um... I think that a lot of stoicism is very much so based around, like, you know, letting go of attachment to the outcome, which is interesting, because when you do that, it just makes things, makes things different. Things are not really, like, forced, you know? A lot of things in life, a lot of people force, they use force to try to continue things, to try to create things, and it's not the way. 
It's it's not at all the way. Um, you're like I said before, you are opened up to an entire universe of potentiality when you allow yourself to just be and let what is be. You know, you you open yourself up to receiving, if you will. It's really it's really interesting stuff. But without further ado, I believe that it is time to jump into this episode. This is going to be a fun one. I'm excited for this one. Um, I was actually, like, trying to, like, brainstorm what it was I wanted to write about. And I was writing about something else, actually. Like, I was going to put together an episode on something else. And then I just said to myself, you know, it'll come to you. Just give it a second. You know, just let it let it be as it is. And the, you know, the, the, the topic, the subject, the notes will come. And it did. I, <laughs> there, there we go. Just let it be. I just, I just let it go. I, I let go of control. Uh, I didn't give up. I just, uh, kind of like allowed, like, I feel like I was kind of trying to like force things. So I just kind of like allowed to be that. And it was interesting how it all came to be. Literally, like <laughs> I said to myself, I'm just going to go do something else and then it will come. And I just kind of basically like let my attachment to the outcome go and it, it came, it just came. It's incredible. Let go and you will receive. That's just, it's, it's as simple as that. So, all right, let's do this. Five ways to build mental resilience. This is some good stuff. Um, I like how I said that. This is some good stuff. It really is, though. And it's fascinating because for my journey, I have come from just, you know, a different... I'm I'm a completely different person today. I took a 180 in life, and I just... I'm totally different as a person now. And a lot of it has to do with that discipline of mental resilience and really following through on things, um, which of course I will get into. Um, but to start off this episode, uh, on behalf of mental resilience, I wanted to bring up a really interesting, uh, experiment that I don't know how many people are familiar with, but, uh, it's actually called, this is one of the biggest experiments for, uh, psychology. It was super interesting to watch. Um, it was called the Marshmallow Experience. Uh, I meant to say experiment, not experience. <laughs> the experience of Marshmallow. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so basically what this experiment was, they, uh, I, think, I think it was two boys they had uh, sit down in a room at a table, and there was... Um, there was a plate in front of them and there was a marshmallow on a plate and they both got one marshmallow on the plate and someone came out and said to both of them if you wait 10 minutes you get two marshmallows and one of them ate the marshmallow so that's all that they get and the other one did not and ended up getting two marshmallows and what's so fantastic about this i just said fantastic i meant to say fascinating and interesting about this <laughs> is the fact that there's so much mental resilience coming in like for instance you know obviously um the kid that ate the marshmallow he chose instant gratification over delayed 
gratification. And uh, he ate the marshmallow, therefore he does not get two marshmallows. And the other kid, he did not eat the marshmallow, and he got two marshmallows following that, so he was able to eat both of them. And what's so fascinating about it is that, like, I can't imagine that the kid that didn't eat the marshmallow was not tempted to eat it, you know? Like, of course, there's got to be a level of temptation there. Like, if, if you really enjoy marshmallows, you're probably just going to want to eat the marshmallow in front of you, you know? But it takes a level of willpower, you know, to be able to push past all the voices that are telling you, it's okay, you can have the marshmallow, you know, just, you'll enjoy the heck out of it, and that's all you'll get, but you don't need another one because it'll be amazing. And it's, it's just, it's so funny to explore these ideas because early on in my journey, when I was looking to build discipline with myself, um, willpower, mental resilience and everything, when I was looking to build that stuff, I remember that I would just give in to the voice that was telling me, it's okay, you can do it. Even though it was just that voice of addiction, you know, regardless of what it was, um, you know, trying to pull me in to get me to think that I can just, you know, have it. And, you know, you get sucked into that and then you do it and then it's like, wow, I didn't need to do that, you know? Um, I think one of the most interesting things that we can do to help ourselves uh, build mental resilience is always choose delayed gratification over instant gratification. And this is very challenging for a lot of people you know we live in a day and age where we you know we can have anything that we want at our fingertips in literally just seconds you know uh whether it's media entertainment food whatever it is um and it really kind of makes our mental uh our potential mental strength very weak actually and because, you know, think about it, like if you are, you know, like say, for instance, your plan is to lose weight, right? And in order to do that, you need to eat well and exercise like those diet and exercise. Those are the two biggest things, two biggest foundations for that. And, you know, you make yourself a promise. I'm going to go a week um, without eating what I usually eat, set up myself with uh or set myself up with good food and exercise. Go run a mile every day, right? You're going to lose weight. It might not be a lot right away, but you're going to lose weight. If you don't follow through with that, you're weakening you're weakening your ability to, you know, set yourself up for success, to trust yourself, to, you know, keep the promises that you make to yourself. And that's why it's important. The amount of times that I've actually chosen instant gratification over delayed gratification is more than I can count on my fingers. I have definitely lied to myself, without a doubt. I will be honest, transparent, and vulnerable on behalf of that. I've lied to myself many times, and I think that within those experiences of lying to yourself, there's a lot to be learned because of the feelings that come with it. It's never fun to lie to yourself, you know? It's, it's never fun to say that you're going to you know, follow through with something for a week or for, you know, 30 days or for, you know, even a day 
and then you don't. Um, Honestly, I know that this sounds kind of weird, but I advise everyone to experience that because the feelings that come with it, the emotions, the the kind of withdrawal from yourself is scary and if you do it right it can shift you into the right gear because it's like if you continue to lie to yourself you will just literally do yourself the biggest disfavor because what you're doing is you're getting yourself used to the idea that you can't trust yourself because you make a promise and you don't follow through with it and this is why it's important too because it's a really unhealthy thing to not be able to trust yourself because then if you can't trust yourself then you become bad at you know decision making and stuff and that unfortunate you know level of mistrust also transfers into other people i mean i don't want to say like literally transfers into other people it transfers into your perspective of how you view other people you know because then you start to project that onto other people thinking that you might not be able to trust other people simply because you can't trust yourself um so really, uh, if, if that happens, I advise to sit with those feelings and understand where they're coming from, understand what they mean. And I know that this might sound kind of like contradictory or paradoxical to what it is that I'm talking about here, but trust me, I'm someone who has, you know, followed through many times, but also lied to myself many times. And those feelings that come with lying to yourself, not actually following through, and not doing what you said you're going to do they if you do it right they turn you around in the right direction and they help you to see that's not acceptable i will not tolerate that for myself anymore because i cannot continue to allow myself to feel this way because if i continue to feel this way i'm going to continue to not be able to trust myself and not be able to go the distance and you know, make progress in my life. And that's really unhealthy. That's a space, that's a place that you don't want to be at all. So yes, the first one is delayed gratification over instant gratification always. You know, I think the thing that's so cool about this is that this this speaks so many volumes for mental resilience because think about how challenging it is to actually follow through with something long-term, right? But then when you actually do it, it's like, wow, I did that. That's some really incredible stuff, you know, and that takes you into a mindset of being able to make these promises to yourself and follow through with these promises and just helps you to continue to build trust with yourself. And that's the important part. Um, so yeah, that's one. Number two, this actually kind of follows uh, what I was just saying before, and I will dive into this one because it's really good. Do the hard things and follow through. Now, the reason why I say do the hard things is because we, no matter where it is that we are in life, we build comfort. We're just, we're so used to comfort, you know, change scares the crap out of a lot of us. So we try to build comfort around pretty much everything in life. And when we're building comfort, when we're inside of comfort, we tend not to do things that are more challenging because we get used to that relaxed mode of just like being okay with what is. Um, So do the hard things. You know, if you feel like there's something that you should be doing, do it, you know? Uh, It could help you with discipline. It could help you, you know, clear your mind 
you know, whatever it is. But I also look at do the hard things in a way that works through thought processes and stuff, right? For instance, like I was saying before, um, when we get used to something, it's really hard to break out of that. It's even harder to break out of that when we have the voice in our head telling us that we can give into it and that it's okay and that you can start over. Meanwhile, that's just a conditioned voice by the good feeling of the comfort that wants you to stay stuck inside of there and it doesn't want you to change. So potentially doing the hard thing is becoming aware of that voice that is trying to get you to fall into self-betrayal right and when you can become aware of that voice what you do for yourself is you have more of an opportunity more of a possibility to realize what it is where it's coming from what it's trying to do to you and realize basically that it is within itself an entity it's its own entity you know it's it doesn't have your best interests at hand it's really just trying to get you back on track with you know, rushing dopamine to your brain uh, through just an easy practice, you know, giving into something that you were trying to abstain from for a long time. Um, so that's really what it's all about. It's all about doing the hard things and following through. Following through is doing the hard thing. You know, for instance, when you're being challenged by the voice in your head that you know, you're trying to lose weight and there's a chocolate cake in front of you and it's saying, it's okay, you can just do it this one time, it'll be okay, you know, it won't really do anything. Um, basically becoming aware of that voice, being able to look at it and being able to, you know, realize that it doesn't have your best interest at heart. And it's important to realize that because... When you allow yourself to realize that, you're able to see it for what it is, a past conditioned aspect of the identity, you know? And when you can really get past that, you're, you're just in, like, literally gold territory. Like, you are so self-aware that nothing can touch you, nothing can stop you from following through with that decision. And that's really powerful stuff, really, really powerful stuff. Number three is, that was number two, by the way, do the hard things and follow through. Number three is make small promises to yourself and fulfill them every day. What's important about this is that it actually builds trust. Like, think about it, right? Even if it's a small promise to yourself, like literally say, for instance, like, you know, um, I will, I will write down five things that I'm grateful for today. I promise myself that I will write down five things that I'm grateful for today. When you take the time to do that, when you acknowledge the fact that you've made a promise to yourself, and then you take the time to actually follow through with it, it changes everything because it helps you to see that you made a promise to yourself and you're actually following through with that. There's so much power in this because this is actually what builds willpower. This is what builds mental resilience because when you make a promise to yourself and you realize it as a promise to yourself and you know that no i will not tolerate myself breaking promises to myself or to other people and when you follow through with that you build a sense of discipline inside of you that no it is my job to follow through with this because i said i would regardless of 
anything, you know, and that it, it builds a foundation of trust and it helps you to be able to trust yourself in making promises to yourself moving forward. That's important to be able to trust yourself. I can't even begin to explain how important it is to be able to trust yourself. It's just, it's, it's so, it's so important. And a lot of people out there, they don't have self-trust. They've never cultivated it. They've never disciplined themselves to, you know, follow through with the hard things. And you know what's incredible too? Something that I've learned along my journey is that whenever I've, whenever I like didn't follow through with the hard things, or not even that, like whenever I didn't follow through with the promise I made myself, it seems so prominent in the moment when you're just like going to give in to that chocolate cake because you just can't you know you can't even bear it anymore and then you had a bite of the chocolate cake and then you you've you know you've eaten the entire slice of the chocolate cake and then it's over and then guess what happens then you start to feel really bad about the fact that you lied to yourself and this is why delayed gratification over instant gratification the instant gratification is giving into the voice that says i can do this i can give into it it's okay it'll be fine that's instant gratification. Delayed gratification is being able to eject yourself from the scenario, becoming aware of the voice in your mind, and then being like, wait a second, I made a promise to myself. You know, my intention is to lose weight, my intention is to exercise and eat better. This is a no-no, just simply not happening. And then you're untouchable, and it's pretty awesome. But like I was saying before, following through with these promises helps you build trust with yourself, which allows you to continue to realize that you can make promises to yourself because you keep them, and then therefore that foundation of trust is built wildly. Um, that was number three. Number four is mastering your emotions. This is something that I've been able to recognize for myself for a very specific reason. For the past, I think it's been since 2017, I think. It's been, it's been, I think, like three years now. I want to say something like that. Two and a half, three years that I've been seriously meditating every single day. And it's wild, too, because before I started this practice of meditation, I... I was in a very, I was in a very different place mentally and emotionally. I was not grounded. Um, I was very much controlled by my emotions rather than, you know, controlling them. And when you're able to be in control of your emotions, you know, when you are not controlled by them, when you're able to be the awareness behind them and realize them as they come up, it's so much more profound it's so much more incredible and you're able to deal with them in such more of a progressive manner um but this also goes into mental resilience because when you master your emotions you are a lot more calm when you're a lot more calm you're less likely to be, you know, impulsive and compulsive when it comes to just giving into different things. And that's why it's so important to be on this page of mastering your emotions. Um, if you really want to get into mastering your emotions, I would advise two things. 
One of them would be to meditate every single day for at least 15 minutes. Um, if you can do it twice a day, I would definitely do that. Another practice alongside of that would also be um, allowing yourself to become aware of your emotions and naming them because then it doesn't get it, it, it's not so easy to get stuck inside of being confused as to what it is that you're feeling and if you're confused as to what it is that you're feeling you're less likely to make good decisions so when you can be clear-minded and understand what it is that you're feeling and why it is that you're feeling that you can then pinpoint them and you can become more grounded with them and understanding what it is that they are you know why they're there what's going on and everything and it just it really takes you to a different place it's super it's super interesting but yeah both that basically i would just say emotional intelligence getting on board with emotional intelligence and then uh meditation an absolute must um that was number four number five final one (laughs) um this is all about being attuned to ever-changing circumstances and i don't think that it's ever been really more uh pressing than you know what we're going through now with the the pandemic and just like the uncertainty that comes with it you know um i think it's fair to say that like nobody knows what's going on you know like we have plans for life i get it you know we have plans for life but then all of a sudden a pandemic happens and your life changes in a matter of you know days weeks months and then you've got to figure something else out you know you've got to be you've got to be adaptable you've got to be versatile and that's how you're able to really you know ground yourself and that that also goes back to not being so attached to you know outcomes because if you are attached to outcome you're not getting the outcome you're looking for you know you're gonna suffer so there is that level of it um but also being able to like you know being attuned to ever-changing circumstances um i think that there is kind of like a level of withdrawal that happens there because it's it's almost kind of like you know if if something if something is continuously changing then there's no consistency right and if there's no consistency then it's kind of hard to trust circumstances it's kind of hard to trust you know a situation or a potential situation and so kind of like ejecting yourself from that and like not worrying so much about like what's going on and really focusing on what it is that you can control that can take the situation to an entirely different level and it really changes the game for you for him her a lot of people you know it's it's incredible stuff it really is and um i just i i highly recommend trying to you know work with the whole uh, meditation and being able to identify pinpoint name understand your emotions because when you do that (laughs) we we live in a uh we live in a society that's not very much in tune with their emotions. You know, I know that a lot of us grew up um, kind of like, you know, um, what's the word for it? I guess not emotionally intelligent. We're not really ever taught to understand our emotions. We're, um, we're kind of brought up tailored in a very specific way, but 
understanding and being able to pinpoint our emotions is definitely not one of them. You know, um, you become much more grounded when you're self-aware and self-awareness comes with emotional intelligence. Um, what it is that you want, what it is that you need, what it is that you're not getting, you know, all those different things. So it's important to be on board with that. And that's it. That's five ways to build mental resilience. I'll tell you, you know, it's, it's been a long journey for me and I've learned a lot. Um, I, uh, I don't know if I've said this in previous episodes, but, um, for over 10 years, I was prescription medicated with, uh, Xanax. Xanax, for those that don't know, is a, uh, it's a narcotic and what it's used for is, um, anti-anxiety. I experienced a lot of anxiety early on in life. And, um, what I think it was that helped me get through everything was letting go of things that no longer serve me, but also meditation is huge because when you meditate, you know, it focuses a lot on the breath. It focuses a lot on mindfulness. And when you're aware of your thoughts, your persistent thoughts, your emotions and everything, you become a lot less freaked out by them. You become a lot less, you know, on edge or anxious or, you know, nervous, uh, if you will, about them. And it literally just changes everything. It's, it's so fascinating how it works. Uh, so yeah, those are the things that I would suggest. And, um, I hope that you found this episode helpful. I think that these are some things that if you utilize correctly in your life, you'll be able to see progress in many different areas so thank you so much for tuning in i appreciate you and uh yeah love light and peace namaste